Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How did it get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. October 3rd, 2020. Edgar Allan Poe falling victim to Democrat electoral fraud. Buffalo Wings. The danger of selfies, and things learned at today years old. Awesome Today, is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it, and have an awesome today. Would you? Hello. Hello. Happy Saturday. Happy freaking Saturday. Yeah. It's a good day. It I like Saturdays day. other than sometimes I don't like the things I have to do on Saturday. They're not my first pick. Sure. But with the weather that's been changing, mm. though I despise coldness, mm -hmm. it has slowed down the grass and I, I'm not going to mow. There we are. You I don't care what the neighbors say. You think you've done your last mowing for the season? No. No. Oh. I think there'll be one more because it'll it'll snap warmish again. Uh -huh. There'll be one more that's necessary for the grass, and then there will be two to three because we live in a geographical oddity where all the neighbors' leaves blow into our yard. Every single one. I refuse to rake them, so I will mow them into oblivion. Okay, works for me. Well, it is October third. Uh -huh. Happy Day of German Unity. All right. More importantly, though. Happy National Caramel Custard Day, but let's not get all fancy. It's flan. Flan. Flan is delicious. It is. It's been a minute since we've it's had flan. Been, it's been a while, but uh, it's good. Like I'm even talking. Go to the 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 what are the Latin food aisle mm -hmm. if you were fortunate enough to have one. Yes. Get the absolute cheapest. Flan in a box with a like a ketchup packet full of caramel in it, whatever. Even that is delicious because that's how good flan is. You can even get it at the deli counter at some grocery stores. That feels too fancy for me. I'm just saying, it's widely available. Go get some, don't you, enjoy you should. it. You it's should. National Caramel Custard Day. Yeah, yeah. And as you eat it, you should be like, it's just flan, okay? Please, you say that. Anybody that looks at you, you should do that. Yes. Make deep eye contact as you say it. <laughs> and as you eat it. Yes. Yeah, and as you as you yell that, there should be flan spittle. Yeah. 
that <laughs> projects forth. Anyway, moving on. We could flung ourselves to death. Mm -hmm. 1849. Everybody knows who Edgar Allan Poe is, right? Well, you better. You should. He is found delirious in a gutter. Stop reading my notes. In Baltimore, Maryland. Your under birthplace. mysterious circumstances. It is my birthplace. I was there when he was found. I was like, what the hell, Alan? He went by Alan to his closest of friends. Yes. How do you know that? I made that up and you believed it. I do think that there's something to that. I feel like he did go by that. Oh, who knows? Anyway, it was the last time that he was seen in public before mm. his death. Mm. Now, among the theories as to what happened, mm -hmm. because it's unknown, one is that he was a victim of cooping. Cooping? Yes. Chicken cooping? Very similar. Okay. Very similar. If you're a Democrat, you probably know what this is. Oh my gosh. It was a form of electoral fraud where random people would be abducted, cooped up in a room, <laughs> kept drunk or high and or threatened and beaten and oh. forced to repeatedly vote for a specific political candidate. Really? Often utilizing disguises, wigs, fake beards or mustaches to prevent them from being recognized by voting officials at polling stations. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So they kept them cooped up somewhere, yeah. like at an abandoned warehouse yeah. or something, and they would, what, march them out of there to go vote, and then they'd dress them up to go vote again? Bring them back, change their clothes, take them back. And they would be drunk or high or something. They would. Of... They would. They would either chemically keep them there and or threaten and abuse, beat, torture, whatever, and they would just work them to death. And it, one of the suspicions is that Poe had been rounded up by one of these groups and the psychological turmoil was great and then the damage done as well was significant enough that after he'd been found taken to uh, a hospital, he, he still, he passed away. From this thing? Yeah. Democrats don't mess around. Oh my gosh. Let's let's let the record show that you have no party affiliation. I am not affiliated with any party. <laughs> Actually, I am. I would lean towards what? Libertarian. Libertarian. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's call things as they are. Democrats are well known for voter fraud. This is not... This oh, is no. not even recent. This is decades longer than our lives even. it's It's been a thing. Well, I'm sure that you can cite your sources for that. I can. I would like to say this is horrifying to me that this happened yes. in general, even yes. if it didn't happen to Edgar Allan Poe. Just to anyone. Agreed. Um, wow, that's disturbing. Poor Alan, as I like to call <laughs> him too. So here's an interesting thing. Speaking of Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. I overheard... AJ's language arts class today, and they're doing this Edgar Allan Poe unit of study. Mm -hmm. Now, I feel like maybe I, I don't know if I should tell this or not, but let's just, uh, who cares? Go for it. Whatever. What nobody, do you got to lose? Yeah. Um, it was so funny to me because, of course, they're on Zoom. They're on, mm -hmm. uh, well, it's not Zoom, but it's virtual classes. Her language arts teacher has everybody in class get a blanket. And as they are reading these post stories, they have to make a little blanket fort where they pull the blanket over the, their heads and over the 
laptop screen, their Chromebook screen, so that they create this dark and spooky atmosphere for reading these post stories, which I thought was hilarious. And AJ thinks is so dumb, but she's a good kid. And so she follows instructions. I'm with her. And her teacher was spent a small amount of time in the class. And again, AJ was at the dining room table. So I overheard all of this talking about how Poe was crazy. And I was like, was he crazy? I don't know. I mean, he probably did dabble in some substances that were available at the time. I don't think there's any question about that. But does that mean he's crazy? And no. then also, don't you think... Who's crazier, him or her having a bunch of kids put blankets over their damn heads and their computers? <laughs> Who's crazier, I ask? Well, I don't know. But I, I was like, you know, I mean... To be a creative genius, you have to, your brain is wired differently. Sure. And so what we might call crazy and what many, many creative geniuses end up doing is self-medicating through substances, abusing substances. Right. And this is an era where opiates were yes. alive and well. Exactly. As they are now, I, exactly. you just have to get a prescription or steal them or something. Right. Now. Anyway, it's just so interesting that Edgar Allan Poe showed up not once but twice today yes. in my life. Interesting. Maybe yeah. that is the formless substance telling you something. Okay. Don't don't assume that it's an encouragement to abuse opiates. I was going to say maybe it is. Like, hey, maybe. hey, kid, come here. Maybe <laughs> it's telling you, you. Be careful this upcoming election. Uh, okay. Don't maybe get so. yourself cooped up. Don't get cooped. Don't do any cooping either, please. Yeah, especially wait, wait. what? Oh, I skipped one. I'm sorry. You I skipped me. You talked so long, I felt like you'd oh, sorry. gotten that one too. Now I'm just teasing you. I prefer quit. for you to talk. Quit bullying me. I prefer talk. Damn it, talk. Okay. Well, how about this? 1922. The first facsimile photo is sent over telephone lines in Washington D.C. The Fax machine itself was actually invented in 1843 by a creative genius on opioids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but that is the true facts about the fax machine being invented in 1843. Now, after this first fax of a photo was sent in 1922, one was transmitted from D.C. to London in 1924, the tr first transoceanic radio facsimile. Now, interestingly enough, if you've ever sent or received a fax, then you know that the technology did not really improve much from the 1920s. <laughs> Indeed. And you can still send faxes today. So there were three guys, businessmen, up-and-comers. Mm -hmm. They'd gone out to the golf course one weekend. Mm -hmm. Very competitive, and especially with each other. Mm -hmm. Always uh, celebrating, you know, if they were the first to embrace a new technology. Yeah. The first guy is getting ready to tee off and he's, his watch starts vibrating mm. and, he, and he makes a big show of pulling his arm up and he, he looks over very braggadociously telling his two friends, Oh, hang on. I'm getting a text. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Reads his text. Second guy is getting ready to tee off, squares up and, Oh, hang on. And he holds, thumb and pinky up to his head like a like a handset and he, he leans away and, and tells the guys oh i had a, a cell phone installed into my hand i'm taking a call oh my yes third guy gets up there 
He's getting ready to tee off. All of a sudden, he runs off into the brush, drops his pants, and squats down like, what in the hell are you doing? He's like, hang on, guys. I'm getting the facts. <laughs> like that? That's a good dad joke. It's a good one. In fact, it is. It's a second-generation dad joke <laughs> because my dad loved that joke. Loved it. Oh, gosh. And, of course, he would have uh, really been reveling in that joke in the 80s when oh, yes. it's probably a little bit better set up for that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Don't rule out the importance of the old squatting facts. The old squatting facts. That's what they called the first one in 1922. Is it now? Yes. 1942 today, scrap days. So we're still in the midst of World War II. Scrap days was an initiative where citizens could help the war effort by bringing scrap metal and old clothing in to provide raw materials for the war effort. Keep in mind with the number of humans deployed and all of that, uh, we had some you know, mining operations weren't full scale, all of that. There was a vast need for this stuff. And I look, you know, I look at stuff like this, whether or not you agree with war in general or right. World War II or whatever else. Yeah. It's fascinating to me, and there's been a lot of this in the material for the past many weeks. Yeah. Um, to look and say, you know, we seemed to do a lot better job back then of uniting. Yes. Even something as simple as this, and I don't know, maybe it was just something different that was about humanity at the time, or maybe there were some some brains within government somewhere that recognized the value of presenting things in such a way that people could unify behind them rather than mm -hmm. what goes on currently. I do think you see this in places in a micro um, example of that when natural disasters hit. For example, when a tornado hits, you'll see yeah. communities rally. To you see help. people doing this. That's what I mean, like in a, the, on a very small yeah, scale level. Different now than then is while individuals are being real humans about things mm -hmm. and doing stuff like this, you still have the media and the government in a constant bitch fest, pointing fingers back and forth and, mm -hmm. oh, look at this, look at, oh, they failed, and just on and on to look back at both. Right. Uh, what went on with the, the hurricane that hit Puerto Rico and the mm -hmm. constant crapping on mm -hmm. anybody that's still long enough to be crapped on. You look back to Katrina mm -hmm. in 2005, same thing. Um, it's... It's disheartening. Right. And and it's, at least in those two instances, it did seem like an example where people yeah. were uniting and doing right. Mm -hmm. And our quote-unquote leadership mm -hmm. and information places were screwing it up. I have the sad suspicion that the more time that goes by with this being the case, the more the people will begin to act like the leaders yeah. Sad. Not awesome. Move ahead. That is not awesome. Yeah. You know what is awesome? I do. Buffalo wings. Mm-hmm. 1964, the first buffalo wings are made. Of course, if you've never had the pleasure, please raise your hand if you've never had buffalo wings. I'd like to speak with you. They are deep fried chicken wings coated with a vinegar-based cayenne pepper hot sauce and most importantly, butter. Yes. They were first made at the Anchor Bar in Buffalo, New York, hence their name. Yes, Buffalo for Buffalo. Buffalo for Buffalo. Now, I have 
a twist on this. Oh. It's not something you're going to slap together in a hurry. None of my cooking things are. Yeah. I like, I enjoy cooking, so I'm in no rush and oftentimes do things the tedious way. On purpose. On purpose. You want to have a really incredible, whether it's it's buffalo wings or just fried chicken in general or whatever, you really want to make it good. Mm-hmm. Smoke them first. Ooh, first, yeah. you smoke them. Mm-hmm. Now, wings, there's so little meat, it doesn't take long. Mm, yeah. You do that, then you bread them. And in your breading... Okay, you, first they're smoked. No coating, smoke. no breading. No coating, just... Salt and pepper, if anything. Okay. Uh, but yeah, just get that smoke impregnated into the meat. Mm, now you're talking. Yeah. Then when you bread it, you want your breading to be comprised in decent proportion of Parmesan cheese. Okay. You do your frying uh-huh. of it, and uh, then you coat with your your vinegar and uh, cayenne stuff. Then. You want to lay them on a baking sheet. You want to dust them again with Parmesan and you want to bake them for a little bit. Let all that work together. And then the final step is you want to dip them in honey. Okay. It's probably like a thousand calories a wing and it's totally worth it. We've done it before. You've done it. It's been a while. It sounds good right now. I don't even really like chicken, but that sounds good. That's the thing. Chicken sucks. So if you do all that, the chicken, it's like... You can't even taste the chicken. It's delicious. <laughs> that is the point. All righty. Well, 2006 is the premiere of the drama series Friday Night Lights on NBC. This is a series about high school football in Texas. Yes. I have never watched it. I don't intend to ever watch it. However, it was filmed. At least one of the seasons was filmed at Texas State University, where I was coaching at the time. And for months on end, we were stepping over power cables and all kinds of garbage running up and down the hallways. They had uh, all of the actors' RVs and stuff were out in our parking lot. Uh, it was it was pretty interesting to see the real nitty-gritty behind the scenes. They were at least in the deal that was struck with the university, courteous enough to allow us to do our jobs and not interfere right. at too grand of a scale. Yeah, because I mean, it was an active working football program right. that they were kind of coming in and filming in and around. Yep. Several of our players ended up uh, getting, and I say that, it wasn't current players because that would have been somehow a problem mm. with NCAA and whatnot. But sure. we had kids who graduated because this went on during... Not during the actual season, in the off season. Okay. Uh, a couple of the kids, several of the kids who had graduated, stepped on, paid as extras to help film some of the actual football scenes. One of the guys even uh, went on to have a brief career doing specifically that. Just any anything where they needed to film action shots of football taking place, he was on the scene. All right. You have the distinct notation in your life of never having watched an episode of a TV series, but having been there for the behind the scenes filming. Indeed. Indeed. Our head coach was actually in the cast for that, as was our athletic director who beautifully, uh, he was a, he was a real bravado type cat, but in the moment when the camera came on, it was just full on pants shitting mode. He went gray faced and they had to edit out most of what he was in. I think there's like two lines where he's like, yes, (laughs) 
really awkwardly, and it was it was pretty awesome to see a little humility. Yep. That was in 2006. Well, in 2007, in this moment in time, this was 13 years ago. I know it. Hillary Clinton sits 12 points above Barack Obama, which was not a small margin. Of course, this leading into the 2008 presidential election here in the U.S. Interestingly enough, though, despite that big lead, she does not ultimately get the nomination for presidential candidate. Not in 2008, anyway. Based on what we've seen go on within the Democratic Party since then, Mm -hmm. where Sanders... Is removed. What was the one lady's hyphenated name that was blamed for all the oh, badness? Something rather, something Schultz, maybe? I can't remember. You tell me. Or Schultz something. Hmm. Whatever it was, um, it makes you wonder if perhaps there was some kind of deal struck and Hillary agreed to wait. I mean, listen, my eyes have been opened. Not. <laughs> necessarily through proven fact, but through podcasts I listen to. Yeah. It's close <laughs> that, enough, right? That CIA killed JFK podcast has made me forever cynical. Yeah. All things. Yeah. Uh, government operations. So who knows? Yeah. I'm open to believing anything. And Give me your best theories. I'm picking on the Democrats today. Yes. If for no other reason, I don't assume for any moment that the Republicans are innocent. Mm. What I will say is that they've done a hell of a lot better job hiding mm. their stuff. Where have they? They have. <laughs> You're supposed to join me in my conspiracy yeah. questions. Well, you can't, well, have they everything. It's like <laughs> yelling wolf every few seconds, right? Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> you were deranged. Where are we? Okay, 2008. So keep in mind, it's October 3rd, right? It is. 2008, the financial crisis, long from over, is really, the the impact is really beginning to be recognized to the point where there is, at this point already, a $700 billion bailout approved. Now, this isn't of the batch that people typically recall in the bailout discussions. Mm. Um, This is... I don't, I don't think there's any way to give full weight and appreciation to what went on, how, how close we were to seeing a global meltdown monetarily. The bulk of this instituted by the insistence of not just allowing, but searching out and finding subprime mortgage stuff to push through, yeah. all in the name, or at least advertised in the name of equal outcomes in housing Mm -hmm. so that a ton, a ton, a ton of loans were granted to people. Doesn't matter what any qualification that you are besides person. Mm -hmm. If you are not loan worthy, you're not loan worthy. Mm -hmm. These were granted and then to amplify things to exponential orders of magnitude, there were, many different swaps, many different um, derivative investments so that ultimately what would have been $1 at high risk ended up being a multiple to the degree of an exponent of that amount of money all at risk on the same bad bet. Mm -hmm. Because these were traded between financial institutions, that meant 
that all it took was the originator to make bad decisions that it impacted then mm-hmm. untold numbers of additional institutions. Wow. $700 billion is a lot of And that was just the cash. beginning. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So that's awesome. It's awesome in size. It's not awesome in goodness. This is also an interesting thing to consider. In 2018, according to a study in the Journal of Family Medicine and Primary Care, since 2011, and again, this is a 2018 report, 259 people have died taking selfies. Be careful with your selfies out there. Folks. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. I can I can only imagine, you know, somebody trying to selfie while they drive and or somebody, oh look, I'm standing on the edge of a gorge and selfie and whoops and That's the terrifying part to me. Yeah. I mean, car accidents that'd be pretty terrible, but the thought of somebody toppling over a cliff or into a river or Yes. It's dizzying to think about. Yeah. Well, also 2018, the most expensive whiskey ever sold at auction. It's a 1926 Macallan, which is from Scotland, and it sold for $1.1 million. For one bottle of whiskey? For one bottle of whiskey. And what are you going to do with that? Are you going to drink it? I guess not. To me, that that's silly. To drink it or not drink it? To have to pay that well, for something it is. It's a that you can't drink even. I mean, if you were if you were a multi-million, so let's say if you make what? Let's say you make the American average for the twenty-fifth percentile. You make forty-two thousand five hundred dollars a year, and for a very special occasion, you're like, you know what? I'm going to buy a hundred-dollar bottle of scotch. Yeah. Well, just round our forty-two five hundred up to. 50,000. So 20 times that amount. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. I don't know. Gets to 100,000. Okay. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Gets to a million. Oh, okay. Right? I don't know. You're the math person here. 50 times 20. Yeah. Okay. So you get to a million dollars. Okay. So if you are... Making a million dollars a year, yeah. And likewise, you could multiply that hundred dollar bottle by fifty, yeah, to see what would be an equal yes. celebratory bottle, yeah. right? Yeah. So a five thousand dollar bottle, okay, would make sense. So in order for there to be a million dollar yeah. bottle, you got to have lots of millions, right? Yeah. But still, to drink to celebrate. But what other 
why just to be like have a display case just and show everything? It. Here's my one point one million dollar nineteen twenty six McAllen. And then yeah, and then one of your kids knocks it off the damn shelf. Yes. Then what? A million dollars for a bottle of whiskey. I cannot fathom it. Could you give a child a one point one million dollar spanking? <laughs> That's just so much money. It's yeah. painful to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't feel good about life now. Um, <laughs> trending today, or yesterday, or some day, I don't know. The day that we're recording, anyway. For the fans of Minecraft and or Nintendo, the announcement has been made <gasps> that Steve and Alex from Minecraft will be added oh. to the character roster in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh my gosh. For the Nintendo Switch. This is a big crossover, right? It's significant. Wow. I'm having difficulty seeing Steve as an impactful force in that game. No. And I am going to go ahead and choose to veto that now. For me, if the boys want it, great. They can go get a job. I was going to say, so are you are you, or are you not going to buy them Super Smash Brothers? That's what they want. We'll see. We'll see. Is it what they want? They do want that. I don't think they super even know what it is. I was or just going to say, it. here's the thing. They say, I want Super Smash Brothers. You could buy them anything and write with a Sharpie on it, Super Smash Brothers. And they'd be like, oh, we got it. That's true. That's, That's true. good parenting right there. Yes. Okay, are you guys ready for something that is truly awesome? I hope that you are. This is awesome, and it will be ignored by the bulk of the world. But not by us. This is trending right now, this week. Uh, there is um, a man, a young man, who died in 2002. Is that right? I don't know. No. Hang on. He was born in 91, and he lived to be 15. How old is that? 91. Okay, go ahead. Maybe he died in 2006. Okay, close enough. Okay. Early 2000s. Yeah, his name is Carlo Acutis, or Acutis. I'm not sure. It's Italian. Okay. Um, he was Italian. He was a devout and faithful Catholic young man. And he is about to be, this month, in a, in a matter of days, he's going to be beatified. Mm -hmm. So, a little bit about Carlo. Wait, what is beatified? Beatified is one step further down the path towards canonization, which is when you become a full saint, fully canonized by the Catholic Church. So, he's already been deemed a servant of God. Mm-hmm. Um, or venerable, those are the the sort of like lower titles, the beginning of the path. That means yes. that your cause for canonization has been opened and you are on the path towards sainthood. He lived a remarkable life, although he only lived to be 15. Um, he was diagnosed with leukemia when he was a child. And even as a child said that he was offering up his suffering for the Pope and for the church and ultimately for the Eucharist. So you would think that he was born to like wildly devout Italian Catholic parents, but his parents were not really all that devout. In fact, his mother said that before he was born, the only times that she herself had gone to mass were to receive her, receive her first communion, make her confirmation, and to get married. Wow. She just was not really that interested in being a practicing Catholic. But here comes Carlo. He's born with this genuine, natural, inborn 
fire for the faith. And he mm-hmm. was extremely devoted, especially to the Eucharist, and wrote and said some notable things about how important receiving the Eucharist is. Of course, as Catholics, we believe that the real presence of Christ is with us in the Eucharist. And so as Carlo uh, got older, he again was battling leukemia, but he got super into computers and programming. He loved to play video games, but as an act of personal penance for himself, limited himself to playing video games for only one hour a week. Wow. But he really did love gaming. He was very gifted in the realm of computers, technology, Mm -hmm. programming, so much so that he created and coded. And again, this is like in the 90s, early aughts. So it wasn't like go on Squarespace and make your own blog. He created a website uh, documenting stories of Eucharistic miracles. So again, if you're not um, Catholic, you may not be familiar with the Eucharistic miracle. It is instances that we know and have evidence of the um, the host of the Eucharist, which is to say the the wine or the uh, bread, actually having some kind of miraculous presentation of blood, usually. Right. Although there there's one in speci- in particular specifically that. Yeah, there's there's something seen, and, and so the church behaves very responsibly. Yes. They don't just like close it up and be like, oh, it's a it's a thing. You just have to believe us. Yeah, there was, I believe, it was bread that had taken on. I can't remember if, if blood was visible. Something was different about it, and it's it was tested by multiple external laboratories and identified was cardiac tissue. Yes, exactly from a human being. Right from a human being, it, it has not degraded any of that it's there this is these this is one of the amazing things to me it's literally a thing and nobody knows about it I know. or very few people if you are at all curious do yourself a grand favor and google eucharistic miracles there's some fascinating ones to read about but carlo again was deeply devoted to the eucharist and he wanted the world to know mm-hmm. um, as much as possible about these so unfortunately he did pass away when he was 15 and was buried as you would imagine um his faith was so great and lived such a remarkable life so devoted to christ in the church that um a few years ago the the cause for his canonization was opened so in preparation this year for his beatification by pope francis they had unsealed his coffin i guess you would say Um, to begin the process of uh, preparing his body for veneration. Now, this was back in April when this happened, and one of the priests who was there initially did report that Carlo's body is what we would call incorruptible. And so this is, again, one of those spooky, weirdo Catholic things, but some saints' bodies have been found uh, upon their exhumation. Is Mm -hmm. that how you say that? Or exhumation or something. That their bodies either have not decayed as much as you would expect at all, or the process of their body decaying is extremely, extremely slow. Mm -hmm. So my own patron saint, St. Margaret of Cortona, is an incorruptible. Um, She died in the 1400s, 1300s, 1400s, and her body is on display in Cortona, Italy. Um, now, now she does, you can see, you know, there's been some significant evidence of decay, but it's still enough to the point where when she was first exhumed that she was declared an incorruptible. So anyway, Carlos's body, initial reports coming out of the personal observers of his body 
indicated that he was incorruptible. Now, again, like you were just saying, the Vatican takes this stuff very seriously because they don't want the church to be made fun of. They want the church is very much aligned right. with science and proof and reason. And so rather than mislead the faithful with, um, you know, a, a report that is something ultimately, ultimately disproved, they would rather err on the other side of caution. Right. And so now the initial priest kind of has had to walk it back and be like, well, that was my personal observation. We're not going, nobody's declaring him incorruptible until medical tests can come in and be done. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's trending right now that he may very well be an incorruptible, which would be a wonderful miracle if he is. Um, But even so, go read about Carlo Acutis's life. Uh, It's especially inspiring if you have kids, teenagers, have your teenagers read about him, his devotion to the church and his faith, even as he spent most of his life battling leukemia, is um, incredibly remarkable. Yes, and a perspective I think that's helpful alongside stories like this, and there are many, there are many like this, um, is to appreciate that Christianity believes that once we have died, that our bodies will be ultimately resurrected. Our physical body will be resurrected. Mm-hmm. We'll take a an eternal form at that point that will be a perfected form. And so, though I don't know that this is a verbatim statement from, from the Pope or the Magisterium or whatever, but to say, well, in the instance of an incorruptible, perhaps this is an indication that their body actually was nearing perfection at the point of physical death. And so it behaves differently. Yes, exactly. We know from writings in the New Testament that Christ's resurrected body behaved differently. Mm -hmm. It looked exactly like him to the point of even still having the scars or the, the open wounds even from the nails that went in these hands and feet but that there were some different things yes. about it. Yeah. So that's all it's all very fascinating. Yes. Very good, very good. Okay. Do you want to dig through this ridiculous BuzzFeed article now? Yes. Okay. This is uh an article 25 people who somehow didn't learn these things until like yesterday. Yes. Uh, we won't cover all 25 because some of them are deeply inappropriate. As right off the out of the out of the gate, right off the bat, whatever we will introduce one that's borderline, so you can only imagine how bad a few of them got. Uh, this person says, "I was a junior in high school when I learned that penises do not have a bone in them, keeping them hard all the time." <laughs> My teacher was aghast that I did not know, but the class had a good laugh at my confusion about how boys could ride bikes comfortably. (laughs) That is hilarious. And also, I am so curious about the whole conversation that led up to this public revelation in class. Indeed. That she didn't understand how that works. Indeed. Um, Number two, I did not know you could make pasta with flour and water. I thought you grew noodles, like on trees. I knew that rice grew, so I just classified this as the same thing. All delicious with butter and salt. I guess so. Yeah. I'm going to skip that one's horrible. Um, I was in my 20s when I learned that water polo is not played on swimming horses. 
I was embarrassed and also disappointed. You know, I think that's a relief I held for a while. Yeah. And it is a little bit like, oh, no, it's just humans in the water. Right. be a lot better with swimming horses. Yes. Um, I just learned that local anesthetic does not mean it was made at a lab local to you. <laughs> like fresh local, uh, you know, shop local, get your anesthesia local. That's right. Know. That's right. Just trying to support the community and yes. little did you know. Yeah. This one is hilarious. I thought bust a nut meant to kick someone in the balls until I was like 23. If a guy was being a jerk, I'd jokingly say I was going to bust his nut. I was mortified when I found out it meant something very different. Kyle had to clarify for me what that means before we started recording. So I was 43 years old when I heard that. Yeah, good times. For the longest time, I didn't understand why you would go to a mechanic to get your wheels rotated when they rotate all the time while you're driving. I mean, come on. There's got to be a good explanation. It's a scam. Yes. I was in my 20s when I realized that the Mile High Club didn't mean getting stoned on an airplane. (laughs) That could also lead to some very awkward conversations. Extremely awkward. Yes, for everybody involved. When I was younger, I thought that when women start their period, it never ends. (laughs) As in, you have your period every day until menopause. One time in the Superstars Hangout group on Facebook, we had a long discussion about all of the period misconceptions that we heard. And it was hilarious. I'm sure that I fall deeply into the guilty category. Yeah. It's a... It's a foreign land to me. Hey, it is for a lot of men, but there, you know, when you're a girl growing up into your early teens and you don't understand how it all works and you're, you know, I think today that obviously with the internet and also I think parents maybe are a little bit more open about talking about it. Yeah, yeah. When you were my age, our age, you had the one talk from the school nurse in fifth grade, and then it was just kind of up to you to figure out the mechanics of how all that's going to work. So, yeah, it can get a little confusing and mystifying. Indeed. Indeed. When I was younger, nope, sorry, rereading the same one. Um, I thought billboards that said available and had a phone number listed were ads for single people. <laughs> that's one way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a broad reach there. Yes. Let's see. I was in my early 20s when I learned that reindeer are real. They just don't fly. <laughs> I think that's one that kids have a little bit of like, Yeah. Santa's not real, but what about the reindeer? I think I was probably in my... Early to mid-teens when I realized that a reindeer was a real animal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was, you know, looking through the picture trying to find the glowing nose of Rudolph and whatnot. Uh So that one's not terrible. Yeah. Um, I just learned last year that the second George Bush was the first George Bush's son. Okay. I honestly thought it was a coincidence (laughs) that there were two presidents with the same name and that they used the W to distinguish which was which. (laughs) That's so great. What a coincidence. At least they knew both of them were presidents. That's right. That's right. Oh, that one's horrible. I used to think that sheep and goats were the same animal. 
that sheep and lambs were the females and yep. that goats were the males. Yes, I have heard that before. That is a common biological misconception. <laughs> I didn't know until high school that the not tested on animals labels were product on products, I'm sorry, were about animal cruelty and not whether the makeup <laughs> or lotion could actually work on a dog. Okay, that's hilarious. That feels like something Nico and a <laughs> bottle of lotion would try. Yes, exactly. Um, I was 25 when I realized rainbows were real and not a myth. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's This person had grown up in Brooklyn. Okay. Literally never had seen a rainbow until they moved to Florida. Was leaving work with co-workers one evening after it rained. And when they saw it, <laughs> they were like, oh my God, rainbows are real. And everybody... <laughs> Looked at them like they had two heads. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to be laughing about that for a long time. For the longest time, I did not think the spleen was a real organ. I thought it was something created for comedic <laughs> effect in cartoons when they said, I think I ruptured my spleen. Oh, yeah. Why? Wait, what? Spleens are real? That, uh, oh, there's more. There was an ad in between. Okay. Um, I didn't realize the words thespian and lesbian were different words until sophomore year of high school when I saw National Thespian Honor Society on the shirts of my friends Adam and Cameron. Yes, many many a high school student getting confused about those two words. It's It's a confusing realm. Yeah. I was 40 years old when I learned that Lyme disease doesn't come from eating too many limes. 40 is old to learn that. It's a little, plainly, they didn't grow up in the country. That's for sure. And also, they're not even spelled the same, but okay. It's true. I was 22 when I found out Alaska is not an island. I met some tourists who said they'd driven to Colorado from Alaska, and I asked if they had to put their car in a boat. <laughs> A little confusing. Yeah. It's not attached to the lower 48. We don't exactly know how it works. I had the pleasure of informing my Uber driver that roadrunners are real birds, not just a cartoon, and it totally blew his mind. Yeah. Another one of those. Like, is it mythical or is it real? I would posit it's real. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Until about a year ago, I thought it was hand-me-downs instead of hand-me-downs. Yes, this one is apparently so common. I mean, a friend of mine saw a, had a, a community member use this phrase like in the wild and she took a screenshot and, and sent it. Like oh, somebody gosh. in all honesty and sincerity was talking about hand-me-downs. Hand-me-downs. I mean, if you think about it, it really does sound like hand-me-downs, hand-me-downs. I suppose, I suppose. Yeah. Still feels wildly irresponsible. Yeah, 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 yeah. My brother gave a speech on fishing for his seventh grade English class, and one of his friends encouraged him to say that he was a master baiter. So he did. <laughs> there is a difference. Yeah. There's a difference between getting that worm on the hook and the other. The other worm on the hook? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Well... That is wrap up there. all of the readable ones from the list. Yes, and there's some you can amuse yourself with uh, that are much more inappropriate. I was trying to think 
I'm sure that there are multiple things like this for myself. Most of mine I would relate back to song lyrics. Yes. Um, yeah. There's true. there's one in particular, the one that sticks out most in my memory. There's a country song, and for the life of me, I can't remember. I think it might be a Travis Tritt song. I can't remember. But he's speaking to the difficulty of something, and the actual lyrics are tr- like trying to get oil from a water spout. Yeah. The way he sings it for years, I thought he was singing like trying to get off on a water spout, <laughs> which was deeply troubling. And I didn't understand how that wasn't edited when so many other things are. Travis, how did you get that in? Yeah, Travis, come on, man. Let's keep it clean for the families. Imagine your... What was your childhood like, sir? <laughs> Terrible. Do you have anything that comes to mind? Man, I I can't think of any on the spot. I have plenty like this. Okay, okay. Plenty. A lot of mine are related to having read a word my whole life and then hearing how it was actually pronounced and being like, oh, oh gosh, that's not what I thought. Right. So, yes. Well, we're not going to whirl today. Okay. I didn't uh, get notes taken and... We've probably blathered on long enough about things at this point. So, all right. What you can do is go have yourself a nice piece of flan. Okay. And have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye bye. Bye. There have never been horses in water polo. In the infancy of the sport, however, players did ride barrels that were painted like horses. True story. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.